everybody, it's time to start the new episode of Witty Banter, which is number 163. I'm one of your hosts, Chase Williams, and I'm joined by Mudbutt Max Scott. How are you doing? Hi. What's, he like uh, doesn't want to respond to that shit. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's me, good old Mudbutt, right? Definitely, I got some horrible swamp ass from the heat for sure. I don't know how, well, it's pretty muddy, but also very swampy, so... And then sitting next to him, we've got Hunter Upper Lip Sweat Dorset. How are you today? I have, I have no response to that <laughs> other than I'm good today. Chase. He's trying to burn as many bridges as he can, man. I don't know what's going on with you <laughs> over there, Chase. <laughs> Look, Ugh. I just don't know if it's good form to host the show and then introduce yourself with two nicknames what? like Hunter did last oh, week. <laughs> yeah, but... He didn't give himself. Yeah, those I didn't nicknames. give myself right. those nicknames. You think he wants oh, to be the lone star? But you've made it a point to make them stay, Hunter. Yeah, yeah, and I haven't really gone out of my way to make Mudbutt Max stay, <laughs> Hunter. So, come on now, feel the room. <laughs> oh, well, uh, look, it's good to be back. I feel like a lot has happened since I've been on. Uh, so, just something real quick. I want to get out of the way, and I only want to bring this up on the podcast because I think it would be odd not to mention it. Uh, it's a bit of a life event for me, and that right. is I got laid off from Sony Interactive Entertainment America two weeks ago at the time that this episode goes out, uh, which is shitty. It didn't feel very good to get that news. It was news that I was kind of aware that was coming down the pipeline, mm-hmm. but right. now I'm uh, jobless, and I've started my official fun employment last week, and I got to tell you guys, as someone who considers themselves a master relaxer, yeah. Fun employment is kind of where I really I really stretch the wings out. You know, I oh, let everything yeah. fly. Right on. Yeah, for sure. Have you been really just like doing all the things you couldn't do because your job was weighing you down? Let me tell you this. I put 45 hours into a <laughs> Japanese role-playing game that came out a week ago. So if, the ans- if that's yeah. the answer you're looking for, there it is. There we go. What a, yeah, yeah, what a perfect alignment of, you know, a whole bunch of extra opportunity would, and time. My and first day at Sony was the day that Breath of the Wild released. My last day at Sony was the day that Octopath Traveler released. Well, I think we can all read into that. Yeah, right. I think so. I we mean, all know what that means. It obviously means something, you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. The signs are there. Yeah, for sure. That means something. You know what I mean. Oh, man. 45 um, hours. Does that mean that you're done? Or are you still got time to go? No, I still time. have, I think, like another 30 hours to go. Oh, my Lord. Holy yeah. Cow. Games are so long quite now. Quite the game. Well, mm. no, th- these are just Japanese role-playing games. Japanese oh, role-playing okay. games are long games. Right on. Um, I, but then again, I beat Final, Sa- Final Fantasy IV, and that only took about 25 hours. But that's like an older older uh, RPG. Yeah, that was right. back in the day. More digestible back then. you know. Which, by the way, the fucking twist at the end of that game quite literally is and i mean like in quotes the main protagonist says this and he says are you meaning to tell me that i have lunarium blood and that is blood from people who come from the moon you have moon blood in final fantasy 4 i mean Adam that Shackleton's sounds really dream. good yeah, hold on. <laughs> i couldn't believe it it was one of the greatest oh, twists of all time yeah i was gonna say yeah you're like yeah 10 out of 10 best twist i've ever seen that's all I need. M Knight would be game. proud. Yeah, Just give me one. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I uh I'm trying to get my review for Octopath Travel out as fast as I can. It's 
kind of hard because the game is so big and there's so much to say about it. But in my review, I want it to be very short and digestible and basically only speak to exactly what needs to be said. Right. So I actually nice. view it as like a really fun challenge. But I can tell you guys now that Octopath Traveler is amazing. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to figure out where it ranks on my top games of all time. And I think it'll be my game of the year so far uh, for this year. But uh, look for more critical thoughts to come down the pipeline uh, later. You can just follow me on Twitter for those. But yeah, I've heard um, nothing but extreme positive reviews about Octo. Like literally nothing but extreme positives. So. Really? I haven't yeah. read a single review. I haven't looked up like any sort of guide or anything. I, I've been as blind as possible with the game. Cool. Nice. Yeah. It's yeah. a nice control, which is, which is really made opinion. like for an awesome experience. But right look, Witty Banter reviews beer and spirits. And that's not going to stop today. I'm happy to be back on the show and continue to the trend. What are you guys drinking today? So today we're going back to a very solid brewery in Brooklyn Brewery. And uh, we're going to do the Summer Ale Pale Ale, which is, uh, it calls itself a seasonal. So it has kind of like this advertising on the front that looks like a pool. Like it has like, you know, like the, the light glistening mm-hmm. on the pool kind like of the cover of that some 41 album but i don't remember <laughs> the name of it for sure <laughs> um it's five percent alcohol by volume and yeah i'm just looking f- i'm just looking for it to be kind of like a sessional pale ale right just like a right down the gullet kind of we beer. had a choice between the last beer that we drank in this one and the last one a little heavier a little bit more intense. Right, I'm yeah. I'm glad that we started with that one because this one's a little bit easier, mm-hmm. right? It's going to be a little bit more of a, uh, you know, a chill, laid-back vibe. Like a, th- a thirst quencher. Yeah, absolutely, which is good because I am For you, very, yeah. very thirsty. Because <laughs> it is, anytime I drive anywhere, I lose about 40% of my body weight in sweat. <laughs> because my AC is out and holy cow, what a monster You just have, like, become. salt on your floorboards. Literally, yeah, I've never been this salty before <laughs> in my life, so... But yeah, I'm excited to drink it. Looks pretty good. Looks pretty tasty. Not to be a goober, but Brooklyn is Brooklyn Brewery is in Brooklyn, huh? Right? No, yeah, no shit. Right? That seems kind of like a lazy name. What if, <laughs> like Houston Brewery, right? Or like I would take careful. Brooklyn Brewery is a good one. They Are they got they? some of the best beers out there. In fact, one of their beers made it into the Elite Four of Witty Banter beer reviews. Mm. Yeah, I got a nine. Was I not here for that one? No, no that, that was, was the first season, time. man. Wow. Well, yeah, before everything went downhill. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Chase, what are you yeah. rocking, man? So, I've been on tequila, and there's one. I'm I'm pretty sure there's one more tequila in my cabinet that needs to be drank. Problem is, I have very little of it, and I'm only going to drink it whenever uh, Darian is here to also pour it up as well. Cool. Um, and she's not here right now. And good on. But you. I also found another gin that I was unaware of. I thought that I only had the one gin, mm-hmm. so I've poured up another gin today to try to finish out, kind of backfill on the gin reviews. Yeah. And this is from Caledonia Spirits. It's called the Bar Hill Gin, and it is the description. The subtitle is a spirit of Vermont made with juniper and raw honey. So. Nice. You excited? That's what we're rocking today. Um, I'm interested to see how this one holds up to No Let, which is what I had last time, because No Let was like fucking incredible and is kind of known as one of the best gins out there. So cool. we'll see uh, how this one goes. 
Um, yeah, I feel like I don't know where to start because there's been so much going on in this these past two weeks. I was at a family reunion for a week, and that was crazy. Darian's family has literally like 70 members. <laughs> so yes. I was walking around and talking to like a shit ton of people. Do yeah. we do we all have a... Because I also have like a fairly small extended family as well. Like I don't have that many cousins and uncles. Yeah. Are you guys all kind of in the same boat as well? Yeah, I, I definitely do have a small extended family. I mean, you can you can go out and grab a bunch of people that you can be like, oh, this person's related technically related through times this and, over. Yeah, or whatever, no, but, yeah. I'm talking about know, like cousins and uncles. Like yeah, I, I, yeah, not very many. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like all my family reunion, like we could all crash at somebody's like pretty good sized house, right? There's wow. A couple of people on the floor, yeah. a couple <laughs> people on the couches, right? But we could all probably fit in there for the most part. So. Okay, can't imagine. A million people like that at a family reunion. Yeah. Sounded like you had a really good time, though, which is awesome. No, I had a blast. I just found the people there that smoked weed, and we just ate <laughs> edibles every day. Right on, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what you do at every family reunion? Yeah, you, know, you walk around. I do now. It's <laughs> <laughs> the first one. I'm setting up the... Uh, there we go. The, the bars, the conventions, yeah. no rules, man. No boss is gonna listen. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I smoke it and I eat it. <laughs> oh man, I gotta I be it. real with you though. Um, whenever I was getting stoned with all of my new family members, we would made it a point to smoke deliberately, outwardly, in front of people who had problems with weed, mm-hmm. and. My per, like a person who's very close to my age, I would l- looked at him and I was like, "We got to break." I was like, "These are the lines of the culture war, dude. It's up to us to normalize this shit." Because I got to be real with you, man. I'm over it. I feel like this past like six months or so, I've had like a new perspective and how I have viewed marijuana usage. Right. Yeah. And it's becoming much more normalized, and I'm trying. I'm trying it in a bunch of different ways that I think are honestly better for me than I had been in like the years past. Yeah. And it's time for this shit to be accepted so that we can like move on from where <laughs> it has been in the last 40 years, you know? Yeah. That's interesting. Cause like, I think for me, because I was such a stoner in my youth, it's been like, you know, something, <laughs> something that I've, I've felt is like already normalized in my like immediate vicinity. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I already feel that way. Even in um, it's uh, decriminalized in like Houston right now to where oh, wow. you can actually if you get caught that's with a weed, huge you can't, deal yeah yeah it's, it's a big pretty deal. big yeah right which is pretty cool because we're fairly I mean I don't know about conservative might not be the right but you know still Texas you know it's still the last place that I, last state that I'm gonna yeah. say is gonna legalize pot for sure but I actually don't smoke weed now anymore but that being said like I totally agree with you I think that it's ridiculous that <laughs> it's not normalized but I will say that if anybody was like actively trying to smoke at me or towards me in some sort of cultural like you know stance on how we should be accepted i probably would have gotten pretty pissed <laughs> what do you mean no i mean it was just about like imagine this imagine you're right. sitting there enjoying an, an alcoholic beverage right no one's gonna bother you of course not. now imagine just sitting there and enjoying a smoke yeah fuck well, off tough. if that bothers you well, you gotta ima- you gotta take into consideration. Though, and this too, is from a vape pen, by the way. So we're talking very low impact. True, right. It only takes like even one or two <laughs> hits. Impact. I guess yeah. With a vape get... pen, that might be different. But if and that's was... the other thing about the normalization is there's all these different ways to ingest it that right. create different effects. And with the vape pen, like sometimes you know there's so many different strains that do different things to your body, and you only need like a little touch of it. 
And you can just start treating THC as a drug like any other, like caffeine or like alcohol or like um, maybe something that focuses your mind. There's so many different uses. And like that's what I'm trying to talk about is like it doesn't have to just now be this thing where let's get fucking stoned and be idiots and watch television. Maybe like marijuana has a place for everyday use for some people. Who knows? In the sense that like it can focus them or make the take their anxiety away. I don't you know, I was just. I don't I know, know how I, this we I, got on this subject. Yeah, but, I, I get what you're saying. I, my two cents is that personally, through through usage and and trying, is that um, I only <laughs> need like one hit of anything to be See, just like I'm, dumb, <sighs> just completely dumb. And so that means that there's an ever dwindling window of things that I now fo- like like allow myself to smoke for, like. For instance, um, I smoked before doing a, a Dungeons and Dragons thing, but the amount of information processing necessary to do that, it was just like I wasn't being a very good contributor <laughs> to the right. group. And yeah, so I was yeah. like, well, I can't really do that anymore. And then I can't do it before like the night before work because it makes it like really hard for me to get up. Right. And so like I'm not I'm definitely against uh, you know, criminalization of it. I think it should be legalized, but I definitely acknowledge that it's like different than having like one puff versus having one beer for me are completely different as far as the amount it actually affects you in the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. There 100% is a beauty to the idea that it affects everybody very differently, which is I think why we all have different, you know, opinions, opinions on it. Right. For the most part. But at the end of the day, we do think it's pretty cool. I mean, I think it's dumb that it should be criminalized. Criminalized. Yeah, I think that. And I I just found it incredible seeing very like seeing the older generation getting very fucking wasted every day (laughs) and doing very stupid shit, and then looking down at someone who's smoking. And there was at one point they were like, you know, just weed just makes you slow and stupid and my only response was hey what does alcohol do to you and i got and it was just like a stone wall like the conversation died yeah true yeah anyways off of that subject on to the next uh a week from okay yeah a week from us recording today i will be in austin and then that week of austin we're all going to be together yeah, and not this weekend, but the following weekend, we were all right. going to be doing right. Evo for show. And it's time for Evo to begin, which mm-hmm. is very exciting. Uh, I also want to let the listeners know that we're planning on doing just some basically some special episodes that week. So we're going to kind of be doing some interviews with the uh, friends who are with us for Evo and kind of putting them out as like an Evo special. So look forward to some extra witty banter uh, on that week. I'm very excited for it. But I also just want to get a read from you guys. We have been waiting for this for months. We booked our hotel months ago, and it's now just around the corner. Are you, like, fantasizing about this weekend like I am? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, 100%. I was just talking to a mutual friend, Andrew, on the phone about it and about how it's just going to be really cool to get everybody in the same place. Mm-hmm to do some same old shenanigans and just to be in everybody's company again, because you know, of course I talk to everybody on a day to day basis, but none of that's ever going to be the same Mm. as chilling in like the actual vicinity of a room. You know what I mean? So I think it's going to be really cool being able to hang out. I think the fighting games are going to be great. Obviously I'm very stoked about those as well, Mm -hmm. but I think it is more important just to say that all of us being together and really just using the excuse of like it's Evo 
and we yeah. will watch it, of course. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's a lot more than just the fighting games. So right. I'm stoked on it, man. I'm. I wouldn't say I'm fantasizing per se, <laughs> I, I, but I would say there's a number of different things. You know, that if you have any anticipation to. whatsoever, Hunter, maybe just let us in on that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what, uh, well, that's that's what, what I'm saying. There's about. a number of things that I'm looking forward to. One is that. There's like a lot the of things that Austin. we're gonna be we're gonna be around each other and able to actually discuss in depth about, um, and there are a lot of things that I'm looking forward to learning just by being around y'all while we're doing the whole fighting game thing. I know that there's a lot I can still learn, um, and then also you know there's just I, I don't think that there's a lot of instances where people find friends that you know, no matter what, no matter how much time has elapsed, you always kind of have this fun, interactive bond. And we have that, you know, we have that with yeah. us three and, and Cole. And, and so adding, you know, everybody to the mix, putting it back together, putting, you know, Andrew and Dooney and whoever else is going to be joining us and stuff. It's just going to be a very like lively, energetic, fun time. So yeah. Yeah. I think it's also worth noting that, uh, like, of course, the core friends are going to be great, but I like that this year there's going to be a few extras in the group or mm -hmm. like there's people that weren't as a part of it or was like not as big of a part of it like last year. Like Dooney, I met Dooney really personally for the first time. Right. I had like maybe, you know, in passing, you know, kind of talked to him, but that was the first time I really talked to him. And it like he while at Evo, he got reinvigorated to play Tekken 7. And that's like what drove him to be super into Tekken now and become such a big part of his Tekken community. Yeah, that's awesome. Which is super cool to like, you know, one year later come back it's like and influential. On yeah. <laughs> and have him yeah, be more a part of the group because I got to get a first attempt with that guy while we're there. Yeah. So. <laughs> now I'm getting there Monday night, so I'm going to have a few extra days on you guys. And those days are going to be spent by me just kind of uh, romping around Austin and getting going to the spots that I that I miss. And uh, I've also, funny enough, you guys talked about diet and exercise last episode. I have been, like for the last four months, just wholly focused on my fitness. And yeah. I'm at a part, I'm at a point in my life where I don't think I've ever been this fit in my life. Nice. And it is all kind of led up to this week so I can just fucking cut loose. Nice. And I'm going to just eat delicious food and drink a fuck ton of beer and... <laughs> Live it up, man. I, I can't wait. Um, but that's awesome. That's everything. That's all. That's all the front half. Let's let's get into witty banter. This is witty banter. Writing the fighting game wave. We've got a tweet from Bandai Namco US revealing two new characters for Dragon Ball Fighters, and that is base Goku and base Vegeta. So we got Vegeta. And Goku from the Saiyan Saga, the originals. Nice. The only information right. we have are these screenshots. We've got no trailer yet, but in the screenshots, we see the Spirit Bomb. Cool. We see the Gallic Gun. Very we cool. We see the Kaoken. Awesome. We see poses, key poses from the first season of the show mm -hmm. that they're mirroring, of course. And I got to say, man, it's pretty fucking cool. And though I don't play as much as I used to, this still excites me. Nice. Right. Where does yeah. this rank on the on the on the DLC releases like that we've had so far? Well, there's still two more right after this one, and it seems to be pretty in line with what the leak said. Right. Yeah. Right. So mm -hmm. the leaks leaks probably have been almost pretty true to form. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say right. Um, yeah. I mean, what do you mean by like? Where's I just the mean lie? like, do you value base Goku and Vegeta more than you value Zamasu and Broly and uh, Bardock? Like inherently, without knowing about their gameplay. I really like base Vegeta. I like the character villain Vegeta a lot. Season one Vegeta is great. Mm 
Yeah. I love that character a lot. Yeah, and, super iconic villain. Yeah, and he grows a lot throughout the series. He changes quite a bit, mm-hmm. right? But there's something a little bit more sinister about that first season Vegeta. And a little bit more iconic about his like attire, the scouter, the shoulder padded. Seems like kind of even setup. smaller. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. yeah, a little bit grimier, a little bit more yeah. of a rat, you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, but he's very cool, and I'm excited to see the stuff that they do with him. I mean, Gallic Gun's one of like the coolest moves. It's involved in one of the coolest scenes, I think, in Dragon Ball history, which is him trying to blow up the Earth, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is super cool. As far as base Goku, um, I really like early Goku as well, in general. I think that like as far as the movies and stuff go, I really like the first three movies a lot because it's a little bit more of a grounded fighting style. And it's a little yeah. bit more martial arts based. And you right, can tell yeah. that changes from like Dragon Ball through the end of Dragon Ball Z, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would have maybe liked to see like the power pole or just something to really differentiate himself just because while I may believe that this character is like fully new and he has all these new unique moves for him, you can't help but think like, okay, all you got to do is just like take the base... Goku design changed his hair back to black and yeah. like you've got a another Make DLC like two, character, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Even though I know that's not really what they're doing, but it would be really nice to see some really, really distinctive moves. And I feel like you could have done that really well with something like the power pole or the Nimbus or something like that. So but I also don't know. He might have these kind of things in his repertoire. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Chase? And I think Broly and Bardock were great additions to the cast for because sure. I think they're unique enough. Like for uh, the game to Get Bardock in there, especially I think, kind of shows that they're willing to go into sort of the deeper recesses of the of mm-hmm. the canon. Right. Uh, that said, I've kind of said this from since day one. I think there's just too many Gokus and Vegetas. I would rather have base Goku and Vegeta over all of the versions of them. And so mm. I do think it is kind of funny that now you can do full on Team Goku or full on Team Vegeta, right. uh, and that's kind of like a missed opportunity for some of the other characters, but. I'm happy that they're in there, um, but it also made me think like, hey, this would have been a really cool announcement to see at Evo. You know, we might get the gameplay trailer at Evo or something. And, you know, last week you guys had the question from Dooney about uh, hype reveals and seeing if we'd ever have something as hype as Geese Howard. I don't think we ever will have something that yeah, cool. Me neither. But... I didn't think about what the potential, you know, sort of releases could have been, and this could have been one of them. And so I, I, I thought it was a little weird that it came out right before Evo. I wouldn't be surprised if they pull something else out at Evo. Um, I remember uh, NetherRealm Studios did the same thing when they, I forget, it was like last year. I don't exactly remember the events, but they actually had announced Hellboy, which was very cool, and they showed his trailer. But before Hellboy even came out, at the next like E3 or some sort of games conference of some kind, they also showed the trailer for uh, Adam, which was really cool because that was a really tight trailer and that was a really mm. cool character despite the fact that I didn't really play Injustice 2 at that point anymore. Yeah. So I wouldn't put it past me to say like, maybe they're going to introduce maybe the next set of DLC characters too as well or do something pretty big like that because their trailers are never anything that like crazy you know what mm, i mean like the yeah. trailers are like usually nine seconds long and that's not right. an exaggeration yeah. like so for them to show those and have that be like oh that's all we got for dragon ball fighters like this is the first evo where dragon ball fighters is going to be there it's the most uh entered game at evo yeah but right? by so not by much by the way which i thought was pretty crazy i think it's yeah. only like a, a hundred or two hundred or three hundred above street fighter plus i would like to see how many of those people get dq'd because i'm sure that when the game drops a lot of people were gonna go play it at evo and then maybe not maybe won't go there to play it now that the game's there. Well, and I kind of think about it as an injection of excitement right before the game, right? Right before Evo weekend. I mean, 
I know personally, I have fallen off of the Dragon Ball Fighters, like playing it regularly. And so, what better way to try and get me get back involved into it than by having a DLC drop? So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I would also agree. Just just to put my two cents in, that I would much rather. Uh, I differ in you in that I would rather have Super Saiyan Goku and Vegeta over base, but I would definitely rather have base Goku and Vegeta over blue. Yeah, for sure. I, I think agree. blue is the weakest of the combo, and I don't even need uh, blue Vegito either. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel about so it. So who's gonna get announced at Evo? That's gonna make you like be like fuck. It's gotta it, be I'm Master Roshi and Raditz, dude. That's all that matters anymore. <laughs> that's, that's a very yeah, that's a very chase. If answer. if Raditz got <laughs> if Raditz got dropped, I would be genuinely excited. Right um, what are his moves? Like, okay, he who, what does he do in the trailer, man? It doesn't matter. <laughs> He Make just calls you idiot. 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 <laughs> Super basic, dude. Just double Sunday. And kicks. Yeah, double, double su- Sunday. Look at the birdie, which I think are like <laughs> different. It's like the same moves, but in different dubs. I don't yeah. remember. It's something weird like that. But yeah, ridiculous. I don't know what his moves yeah. are. Uh, Maybe a super guy. Before we move on to more news, set, news I, I just want to keep talking about fighting games. Max, how are you doing with Cody now that Cody is in Street Fighter V oh and you've my. had some several weeks at this point with him yeah no i've been all over the place all right i've hit the lowest of the lows Hmm. i've hit the mediums of the mediums (laughs) haven't gotten up to that high yet but i've definitely fallen from grace and i'm digging myself out of my crater right now i've actually been playing i played like the first week only strictly like battle lounges and casual (laughs) matches and then after a while i was just like one i was running into so many other cody's because that's what everybody else was doing Hmm. and that's fine but i was like really trying to test matchups so i was like all right man i'm gonna dive into ranked it's just points all it is man yeah it's an arbitrary system it doesn't mean anything <laughs> i can get them back so immediately i drop out of super platinum and go straight into platinum and uh, i'm like okay that's cool <laughs> got a pretty big buffer like 2500 points right <laughs> and then uh two days ago i fell down into ultra gold and i was like oh my Ooh, god baby. this is the worst thing <laughs> ever oh, i did and i had an existential crisis and i was like fuck this but i calmed down and i started really like thinking about how i should be playing the character and uh, within the last two days, I feel like I've really figured out how to play Cody. Really? And I feel like I am not getting caught up on how he used to play in Street Fighter 4, which is, uh, which is what I was doing, right? So it's truly different. He is a completely different character, right? Mm-hmm. How does Fighter that make you feel? Um, I don't know. I think it would be very selfish of me to like, complain and say that like, I want the same thing as Street Fighter 4. But yeah. do you feel like the spirit of the character was lost? Um, a little bit. There's definitely some iconic moves that I think are gone. And I don't like the way his base movements are outside of his extra movements after his moves. I think those are really cool and like apply to his character. But the way his actual moves look, looks so much stiffer than the old Cody that I really am not a huge fan of the way that looks. Hmm. Uh, Functionality, I think the utility of the moves is like kind of bizarre. Like you use zonks are like... It's a button. It's a input where you hold down a button and you release it on reaction, right? Okay. So you have to like sacrifice a button in the neutral to have mm. it ready to go. And it used to be a button that like got you through fireballs or got you through grab setups and stuff like that. Mm. But it doesn't do that anymore. So it's pretty much just a button that you have to hold down in to be preemptive about getting a combo based around it, right? Hmm. And then the EX one is like super plus unblock. So once I kind of figured out how that works, that it helped me out a lot. Um, but like just the utility of all the moves are just so different and kind of bizarre to me. But at the same time, he's way more interesting than he used to be. I can mm. tell when I'm playing that like if I lose, I'm like, well, there's a million other things that I could have done. 
which is a good feeling. Okay. Yeah. Right? So I can always feel like I can get better. And I feel like there's a lot of like ways to maximize your combos and the situations a lot. Yeah. And a lot of choices you could have made that are just better in general. And uh, I'm going to be sticking with them, man. I miss Ed a lot, but Cody is, is you know, he'll always be my favorite character. So that's nice. to it. Yeah. It's good to hear. It's good yeah, synopsis. <laughs> cool. Uh, Hunter, you had a quick brief news item you wanted to touch on. What do you, what do you got for us? It's nothing too major. Uh, it's just a, a, an interesting development in the crypto world. So I'm going crypto diesel here, guys. Let's do it. Put on the mask. Uh, crypto diesel. <laughs> All right. So apparently in mid-August, Bitcoin is applying and there's going to be an official ruling on whether a Bitcoin ETF will be allowed. And an ETF is basically the ability for um, like mass markets to be able to buy a security that um, basically follows the price action of Bitcoin without actually owning Bitcoin. So it's like, oh, like I don't necessarily want to like learn how to do all the Bitcoin shit, like, but I do participate in financial markets, and I'd like to be able to have my gains mirror the gains of Bitcoin. And so it's been a long process, and like they've been trying to do this literally since like 2010. They applied for it in um, April. And it was kind of just like snuffed out. Nothing really happened. But like this recent sort of effort that's going to be happening, I think August 10th is when they're going to make the ruling. Um, They've had like a lot of public feedback, both good and bad about, you know, whether or not Bitcoin should or should not be an ETF. Um, And so, yeah, I just thought it was cool because it's just another step forward in, you know, cryptocurrency becoming a legitimized, um, you know, sort of way for people to, legitimately invest without it being this like super risky prospect. Right. So I just think it's cool that people can like get in on the gains of or gains and losses potentially. It it doesn't undermine the concept of the the technology at all. Like how do these kind of two things exist next to each other? It's, it's completely separate, right? It's, it's, it's like bar. It's like basically it's not completely separate in that what an ETF does is it allows for like financial investors to buy a bunch of Bitcoin, right? And um, that will, what people are anticipating is that if the ETF gets approved, then you're going to have a lot of financial investors and big players buying up a lot of Bitcoin because in order to have an ETF, which is like a security, you're basically saying like, yo, we have this um, big-ass fucking pool of Bitcoin, and we're going to create these securities that are sort of going to, you can buy to kind of like be, be in on the pool, and that okay. way when Bitcoin's value goes up, your, security go, your security's value also goes up with it, right? So, but in order to be able to do this whole thing, you, you have to buy the Bitcoin up front. Right. So you have to have these people buying the Bitcoin and saying like, oh, yeah, like, uh, you know, we think it's going to go up. So we're going to invest in this ETF or whatever or invest in all these Bitcoin because we're going to sell ETFs to people. And then if it goes up, then the ETF will go up. Um, So I guess just having like massive investors buy it, um, buy Bitcoin in actuality, in actual Bitcoin um, is going to probably push the price up because you're going to have a lot higher of a demand for it um so but yeah it, 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 an etf itself is like not on the blockchain it's it's a, it's a financial security um, yeah i think i'm kind of understanding i would like to ask you more questions probably just off the air but that's yeah, fair enough interesting because it's 
it's a it's a turn. I mean, I'm unaware of the development that you said it's been going on for several years, uh, but it doesn't seem like the natural next step that I was in, that I would think was coming down the news pipeline. Not that I really have any sort of barometer on that, but <laughs> yeah, it's pretty interesting, man. Does it not? So this is make this more accessible to people. Is that the right idea? Yeah, yeah it, it allows for people who maybe are wary of the idea of trying to learn everything there is to learn about cryptocurrency, but it still allows them access to invest in something that trails the success or losses of cryptocurrency. It's like baby's first cryptocurrency. Right, yeah. It, it, well, it, it's a way for people to be like... It's a gateway currency. It's like, it's like there's a barrier to entry with the amount of research that you have to do to be able to get into it, right? Like, yeah, for sure. Chase, you were learning this, like to get a freaking wallet and learn what the hell it is and then learn about the exchanges that you have to get on and then how all that stuff interplays with each other and, and two-step authentication, all this shit. It feels shit. like you're accepting a mission yeah. in like Mission Impossible. Yeah, you, right? yeah, you're like learning the blueprint of yeah. some fucking crazy rocket science. But with this, this is like, this is like oh, you can just buy this thing and this thing will relatively follow the ups and downs of Bitcoin. And so that makes it a lot easier for people to just be like, oh, well, like maybe I won't spend all that time learning about it, but I'd be willing to put a hundred bucks into this thing and, 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 and see how it grows. Then you have a much better basis for understanding how interested people really are into it. Right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I think that's a, like, uh, I think that's a natural next step is making things a little bit more accessible, a little bit easier to get behind. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause I think that that's what was keeping so many people out is like, not understanding what it is. Yeah. Right. So Which I think that will, I think that will improve like the technology and the accessibility will improve inherently in the actual technology, but your ability to be able to access the volatility ups and downs of, of cryptocurrency and sort of put in your two cents and say like, Oh, like I believe in the idea of it, but I just haven't learned everything there is to learn to actually get on the blockchain and right. like, like own this digital asset. I would sense. rather, you know, just put put however much into the security that's the same thing. Something almost. that's still also grounded a little bit more towards, like, money or, like, American currency or whatever currency you're using. Yeah. You know, it, something it's, that still it's, has a root towards, yeah, it's a, It's a good point. It's, it's not, yeah, it's not, it is, it is not with the ideology of getting rid of fiat, right? Because yeah. that's a big part of what Bitcoin is, is, like, fiat's broken and sucks. Yeah. So you're still using fiat to kind of like use get the gains that you can out of it or whatever and get more fiat. But um, I think it is a natural next step in, in getting people more interested and in, in truly understanding where people's interest lies with it. Yeah. They believe it'll go up, you know. Yeah, for sure, man. That's cool. That's nice. almost right, well, going to get Hunter. me to buy <laughs> Almost. No problem. Right. <laughs> Let's go and take a quick break and go to halftime. We'll be right back in just a second. If you want to keep up with the show after the microphones have turned off, be sure to follow us on social media by searching Witty Banter Show on Twitter and Instagram and liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Witty Banter Podcast. Want to steer the conversation or be a part of the show? Just go on down to wittybantershow.com and leave us a suggestion for a beer or a question for us to answer on the show. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support the cause, head on over to iTunes and leave a review. And feel free to share it with your friends. Let's get back to it. We're back. Let me tell you guys about the Bar Hill Gin. Please. 
try to think about the taste of honey separated from the feeling of sweetness that it brings. Okay. Because, like, it's one thing to just be like, oh, I taste the honey because it's sweet. Right. What I'm going to try to, what I'm trying to say is I can taste the taste of honey in this. Hmm. And though it is sweet, it's not like, it's not just a one note thing. Right. Um, hmm. That said, the alcohol percentage on this is only 43%, which is pretty low for a spirit. Uh, and it makes it very easy to drink. And in fact, I don't think it really has as much of a bold kind of backbone uh, in the alcohol, which ma- is it, it kind of makes it a little too easy to drink. Um, the juniper that it's got juniper there, okay. but that honey is like honestly a little over. It almost overpowers it. So it's like you kind of like the backbone of the spirit almost isn't strong enough to hold up to the flavors that they kind of are putting, layering it on top of. Hmm. And since it's so thin and easy to drink, it doesn't feel that like prolific or like that, uh, uh, like, it, like it can't stand alone, you know? Yeah. yeah right. Like it's uh, almost defeating the purpose of choosing a gin over a vodka, right? <laughs> You're like, wow, this guy has way more class and taste. This guy can handle his shit way more than Johnny vodka over there. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, or like it, it, it would be more appropriate for putting in drinks. Yeah, like I've been trying drinks. to dunk on Johnny Vodka for a long time. And yeah, <laughs> fuck that dude. The, the nail in the coffin. I think we can all agree. So this that is guy a lot sucks. more juniper based, it sounds yeah. like, than the other one, maybe. No, it, it's just got a, that really strong flavor of honey is covering up that juniper, so That's you can't weird. really hmm. taste it too much. It's hard know? to differentiate between like honey from the sweetness because it's such yeah. a it's like that's what it's used yeah. for a lot. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, I don't want any sugar in my coffee. I'm gonna yeah. have honey instead, right? And yeah. which is like, still sugar. Which is yeah, which well, yeah, exactly. I was like, so molasses, you know? So but cool. good. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. All so right. yeah, how's your beer? Our beer, I gotta tell you, man. So this is pretty nondescript. Yeah, I was gonna say, like after him really detailing exactly what he's drinking over there. Yeah, I was thinking about my beer, and I was just like, um, it, yeah, it's just kind of a blank paper. I but mean, that's it, what it's supposed to be. You know what but I mean? It's a pale ale still. I mean, like I get that it's a summer ale seasonal, right? So it's like it needs to be easy to drink, which I think it's easy to drink for sure. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing hindering me from throwing it back. Right, but I mean, like high in the chug. There, there just really isn't any like sense of hoppiness or bitterness or distinct flavor that comes to mind. It, it's just kind of like you got your your barley and your or your yeah. <laughs> your everything that goes into a, making a beer and nothing more than that. I think of. it's worth noting that when you try it, you get like a small sense of bitterness right for like one instance and then it's 100% gone and like the flavor profile in your mouth is gone. Yeah. Like once you drink the beer, mm. it's done so. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you might as well have been drinking something at water. Right? Yeah. It doesn't matter, right? Yeah. But I think it that's, dissipates quickly. It speaks for the effectiveness of the beer and um, I like it. It's kind of hard for me to find why, but this is definitely in the realm of other beers like it. I would definitely look towards this one if I had maybe a choice. If there was mm. this one, maybe a few other light sessionable beers up on that wall, I'd probably pick this one. So nice. Okay. At this point so far, but yeah, I think I think just going in thinking it was a pale ale maybe just threw me off. Right. Because it, it just a acts, step above lager. Yeah, it just acts more like a pilsner or something. Yeah, pilsner. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Yeah. Cool. Right on. Dope, Max. You've got a game for us. I'm a bit nervous because last <laughs> time we started the new season. Hunter took the lead. Yes, this is and true. So I'm here on my hind leg, uh, and I'm stoked to get into it, dude. What do you have you prepared? Have. All right. 
So bringing back a classic, the one one everybody loves, right? People mm-hmm. talk about it all the time. Every time, yeah. They're like, when are we going to get another Max or Fax on the show? Max or Fax. It's very open-ended, right? There's a lot of... It could be you know, anything. Yeah. It could be anything, exactly. <laughs> There's always a nice little and Max theme. is going to prove that today. Exactly. <laughs> as long as it's not the Google game, I'm set. What? <laughs> Look, I'm still... We have that <laughs> yeah, in the that. lab. We're trying to figure that one out. Um, we're trying to figure yeah, out how to reboot that one. The only thing it's useful for in the lab is to how to keep a dead body somewhat alive <laughs> for as long as possible. Oh, man. So... If you forgot how Max or Fax works, it's been a while since I've had one on the show. Mm. I'm going to drop five Maxes or Faxes, right? Mm. Okay, I'll say I'll drive five facts about a given subject, okay? Mm. And guaranteed, two of these facts are real. Yeah. Guaranteed, two of these facts are false, or Max, I should say, right? Something I made up. And then one that could be either or, all right? And it's always going to be based on a specific theme. Today's theme is going to be almost famous and by that i mean i'm going to give you a list of famous actors who turned down very iconic roles that were given to somebody else okay okay that i've seen little sense. listicles about this before have you cool 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 so hopefully i tried to get the more obscure ones perfect so hopefully i wouldn't want to work me. right <laughs> but i think you guys are going to really like this one okay and again how the rules work is i'm going to go through them all once and then we'll go back through and get your answers on them. That way you can plan ahead, you know, figure out exactly if you have too many maxes or too many faxes. No cr- no right? table talk. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to go through them pretty quickly here, guys. Okay. All right, the first one here. Uh, you guys like the movie Forrest Gump, right? Oh, yeah. It's a good movie. Classic. Right? Classic. Tom Hanks did a killer job. Mm-hmm. What would you guys say if John Travolta was going to be Forrest Gump? Hmm. He was actually He's the first choice. He's got a weird choice. face, you know? You know? He was going to be the first choice <laughs> for Forrest Gump. Face, you know? And he ended up turning down the role and now says it's one of the biggest mistakes of his career. John Travolta. It's a pretty big one. Yeah. But then Forrest again, Gump. I don't know if the movie lands as hard with John Travolta there. I mean, it's kind of hard to imagine anybody but Tom Hanks in a role like yeah. that. All right. This next one's for you, Chase. What's your favorite movie? It's The Matrix. Right, of course. Classic. Keanu Reeves did a great job. Mm-hmm. Yep. What would I tell you if they offered that to Will Smith first? Yep. You would have been totally down for that? I would have seen <sighs> May know a thing or two about that one. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, Hunter's not a Star Wars fan, right? Correct. But yeah, that being said. Here. Not yet. Not yet, right? <laughs> and you know what he always told me? that, man, if Christopher Walken would have been Han Solo, I would have been totally behind this. Hmm. <laughs> you don't think so? I guess we're talking about the originals. Yeah, the originals, okay. of course. All right. Absolutely. Um, no, they wouldn't reboot it and then put Christopher Walken back as Han Solo. That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> that would have been a very like, bold move. <laughs> take out your lightsaber. The only, <laughs> <laughs> the only fantastic. recast. Never tell me the odds. Hey, you're a Wookiee. <laughs> Not why. <yeah. laughs> I can't do it. Alrighty. So, the movie Seven. Pretty great movie, right? Of course. I suppose. It's got Brad Pitt in it, <laughs> yeah. right? He does a great job as Detective Mills. What's in the box, right? It's classic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Hunter, your favorite actor, Matt Damon, was going to be the, the actor for that role, but turned it down to actually be in Goodwill Hunting. Okay. <laughs> By the way, I just watched The Departed last night, which is a great 
such a good, good movie. Film. Very good Matt Damon film. Yeah, very right. good Matt Damon. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Ferris Bueller. Iconic, right? Matthew Broderick really didn't do anything else but that, really. Let's be honest here. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but Jim Carrey was actually supposed to be Ferris Bueller before him. But he turned it down because it was too early in his career, saying they didn't want to step outside of his comfort zone. Mm. It's a very strange uh, reason. Right. Well, all right, I got guys. all my answers. I'm ready to roll. All right. I got all but one of my answers, which I'm going to wing it. I'm going to wing it on that last one. All Can't right. Feel it out. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Let's see here. We'll go, uh, we'll go outwards and inwards, right? So John Travolta's Forrest Gump. You guys think that was definitely going to happen or not? I said that was a fact. What do you say? I also care? said that that was a fact. Very true. John Travolta was going to be Forrest Gump, but he turned it down. Nice. What about Jim Carrey as Ferris Bueller? There's no way. That's a max. I said that was fake. That's also a max. <laughs> <laughs> All right, We're both guys. at two points already. We're starting strong. Oh, not great for your boy. <laughs> All right, guys. Will Smith, was he supposed to be new or not? He was. Yeah. He was. Yeah, that's very true. Of course. Which it would have... I can't imagine. Yeah, there's no way. Thank God. My life would literally be completely different (laughs) if that were to have happened. We wouldn't have known the greatness of Keanu Reeves. Seriously. That's very true. All right, guys. We wouldn't have had John Wick. What about Matt Damon as Detective Mills in Seven? I said that was false. Yeah. It's... It's not very believable, but at this point, I'm playing the odds, so I've got all facts, baby. So I said that's a fact. Oh, so that's a fact, too, as well. All right. So what are you saying? That's not I a fact? I said it's not a fact. I said it's a max. Well, there we go. Well, that one is a max, which means, Hunter, you actually pull the lead on this one. Damn it. <laughs> Christopher Walken as Han Solo. So this is the one that really was... That's a kind fact, dude. Me. There's literally YouTube videos of Christopher Walken doing Han Solo lines. Oh. What do you say, Hunter? So you you should have waited. Now I got to go fact. What? No, you can't change your answer. <laughs> he didn't have an answer I didn't in have there. an answer. He never <laughs> said it was wrong. That's got to be cheating in some way, dude. That <laughs> you can't not, change your why answer. Why would you say something like that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll say Max. All right, Max on that one. Yeah. And Chase's facts on that one. Yeah, it's the, a fact on that one. Yeah. That was the game falls happen. apart if you can change your answer. He didn't change his answer. <laughs> I never he didn't had have an one. You gotta fucking answer the questions. <laughs> I said I was one. On, I was iffy on one. Yeah, he said he was iffy on one, and then you gave Figure him out, the dude. tool, right? <laughs> but see, here's the thing: he gives you the number of max and facts, and so as the the answers are being revealed, you have the count, and that can clue you in onto what the final one will be. Right. No, it doesn't. Why was that? Yeah. No, it doesn't because uh-huh. if because we had two maxes and two facts. Yeah. There, so it could have been a max Either or, or. facts. That's why I did that one last. <laughs> I feel like we need another one now because now the game is tainted. What? <laughs> <laughs> the game well, was I don't have one ready. I'm so sorry. Well, I'm guys. sorry that I tried to be a little too uh, a little too snazzy there for your for your taste, Chase. I'm getting pretty rigid today. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, thanks for hearing me. Obviously, it didn't go over so well. Apparently, you guys have seen a few of those before. But that's all right. That's how Max's or Faxes work. Sometimes the theme is something that you're well-versed in. Okay. All right? 
That's nice. okay. We're still in the preseason. It's okay. Yeah. All right. I'm still trying to figure out how these work. We can kick the it pre-season. off. We can kick off some games at Evo. Right. Yeah. I was gonna say I'll bring a few to Evo. We can get some other contestants in there. It has been a fucking minute since we played Metal or Magic, man. We got to get back. To Dude, Magic and that was a thing. I haven't brought it up in ages because I'm afraid to get the the real pride out there on the line. But when oh. it comes. <laughs> It's going to be intense because it's been a long time, dude. That's one of our best games. No, for sure. Well, guys, a tie. I appreciate you guys playing. Let's go ahead and uh, swing on over to the mail corner. In the mailbag today, got a question from Dooney Ray for you, Hunter. And he wants to know, are we running running a first to three or a first to five in Gwent during Evo weekend? Because Hunter... Israel owns physical Gwent cards, and he's literally buying placemats for you guys to play with. Whoa. So, one, that makes me ever more ecstatic about this weekend because, one, it's been a long time since I played Gwent. I don't know how we'll go about the drafting, like which cards are cool for us to just have because right. there's clearly just awesome cards. You build a deck, right? Yeah, I yeah. guess. I don't know. But you do like a draft before? I, I, yeah. yeah. Just lay but them you, all but, out? But they're different by, uh, by class. So you can have like monsters versus these. So uh, you oh, can't okay. just have like a natural all-out draft. But, oh, right on. But maybe you can. I don't know. Maybe you can fuck with it. Yeah. But what I'm going to say is uh, whatever you fucking want, dude, because I do not have a problem with losing in that game, mostly because I've only played computers and their sophistication in the game is, like, zero. So, like, as long as you can, like, do this one freaking move set and do the same thing over and over, you will always beat the computer in in, uh, in The Witcher. So I'm interested to see how some human dynamics will actually play into it. And I'm super stoked that he's... Taking the time to actually be able to like put a placemat out—that's fucking awesome. That's gonna be very cool. Yeah, I, I want to watch those games. That. I'm, ex- yeah. I'm excited to watch you guys play Gwent. I'm also excited, Hunter. I was telling Cole uh, and some other guys that I want to watch just from top 32 onwards with you uh, for Dragon Ball Fighters, and I think that would be the best way to sort of inject fighting game culture of the weekend into your experience. Is we'll just watch the full tournament for DBFZ together. Uh, from start to finish, I think it'll be it's gonna be an awesome time. Yeah, right I think it'll be a great learning opportunity. Like I was saying before, because now that I have a little bit of working basis with DBFZ, um, I think there will still be instances where like y'all are like, "Oh my god!" and like I won't even know how to pick up on that. But right. you'll be able to like teach me, and I'll actually understand how to kind of learn that. So no. yeah, rad. All right, next question from Dunter says, "How many phones have you broken or lost?" Max, are you into the uh, double digits here? Or? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't lost any phones in my entire life. Wow, okay. All right? That would just be silly. Right? That's, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but I've gone through, I, I have a hand-me-down system, you know? I haven't oh. bought a new phone in like five years, right? Okay. Because well, we're talking about phone, your irresponsibilities here. Right, of course. Yeah. But that's, yeah, exactly, because I have a pretty flagrant uh, past of dropping <laughs> flagrant past of just dropping or hurting my phones in some way not in like very like instant moments of like I broke my phone today but like you know a chip here you know <laughs> a drop there a, so you're just a accumulating press damage here. over time yeah until eventually I look at my phone and I say this is unusable right <laughs> I cannot use this phone anymore that's like worse you think so? Yeah, You've gone like, through a lot of phones, man. Clumsiness over time versus just your one instance. I mean, this is <laughs> I take the instance. <laughs> whoa, man. whoa, whoa, bro! 
Because I live by the seat of my pants here, okay? <laughs> Nothing I can do. All That's right? why we call you... I'm just kidding. Mr. Max. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, um, I've probably gone through like four or five Okay. since the iPhone came out. So I've been lucky in that... So I, I, I got into the... I was getting into a truck and it fell out of my phone or it fell out of my pocket and fell onto the cement ground and cracked one time. So I had that, but I went and I fixed it right after. I went to like a, a kind of like a local guy that like that's all he does is fix iPhone screens. Right. And I just like fixed it right away. No problem. And then I also had one time where I got like super drunk in college and like sat down on a park bench while I was walking home and just dropped it there. It was like a super crazy instance because this vagrant guy who the cop said was a transient, that's how he put it, this guy like picked it up at four in the morning and just called every random number in in the phone listing just to try and get it back to me. So he called my mom, he called my dad, oh my God. he called cool. like Lauren Okonski who I hadn't talked to in like <laughs> since eighth grade, he called like all sorts of people. And uh, and then eventually he just took it to the police station and just dropped it off. And I was like, that Dude, is incredible. That is insane. <laughs> what a baller. Holy yeah. moly. So, uh, so, yeah, I was super fortunate there. So I actually really haven't ever lost, like, for good or broken for good a phone. I know. Yeah. So I think I've only had, like, five total. I know. Since seventh grade. Damn. Since seventh grade? Yeah, man. That's extreme. That's including your four races. Yeah, I had the Sprint Brick. All right. <laughs> I had the Katana. And then I had... Uh, no razors? No sidekicks? My Katana was the Razor. It oh, was okay. a knockoff Razor. Right on. And then, I, yeah, I think I've had like three iPhones. The Katana. Man, <laughs> phone names used to be so cool. The Chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Chase? Dude, I've never owned a case... For any of my phones since the, my first iPhone, and that's because I rarely drop it. I've never cracked or broken or lost a phone. Like, yeah, he takes care. Wh- of shit. When yeah. I take my phone out of my pocket, I deliberately have a kung fu grip. <laughs> <laughs> like, he does like the mo- like the hand model grip, right? hard. <laughs> it's like the you got the pinky can... underneath the bottom, yeah. giving oh, you support wow. there, and, then, right and you're on. clamping with the other fingers. I can see you your veins popping underneath. out in your forearms when you're holding yeah. your phone. Are you guys exactly. finding that when you are trying to one-hand your phone and you use can't it, one-hand a phone because the thumb it just it can't reach. It it's can't painful. reach everything. Uh, your baby hands over here. My hand is fine to play with my phone with one hand. But I then again, I also drop phones on, on the right. Tiny little keyboards. Period. Yeah, it's actually pretty complicated. Yeah, it's got like, dude, typing on a keyboard at this point is one of the most frustrating aspects of my life. <laughs> For a phone? Yes. Okay. Because Elon dude, Musk I, does the, the same shit. Yeah. The amount of of typos I make and send out to the public and to my friends is like, frankly, one of the biggest sources of daily embarrassment in my life. <laughs> dude. Like to the point where it's like, this is fucking ridiculous, Chase. It's, like you look stupid. Why don't you just proofread? Because like I'm just trying. I'm texting. I'm just fucking going. Yeah. Fire you know? one out. Do you? I mean, do you just fire one out? Dude. Well, no. I see what you're saying because like I don't get on Twitter that much anymore. And even before when I like checked it a lot, I seldom made tweets. But I swear to God, 
every single tweet I've ever made from like 2015 to now has one typo in there somewhere. At least. At yeah. least one. And every single time, <laughs> and I proofread them. I like do it and I'll like read them. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I'll send it. And then somebody will like mention it to me. I'm like, God damn it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'll read things where like it's so bad. I'm just like, this is indescribable. Like there, you, there's <laughs> nothing you can do or say to make this remotely okay. Like you look like a dumbass. <laughs> In front uh, of everybody, you really you are passionate. Yeah, about you can't it. be that harsh, dude. Because like, I think so, everyone knows. Because sometimes the spell check like works against you. Because there's constantly times dude, where like I'm telling you, auto correct yeah. to a word I don't want when I spelled the word right. Get the duck yes. out of here. Yeah, well, not even. Yeah, that's an obvious one. But there's times when it'll like change it from like different tenses, oh. like drove versus drive or something like that. And I'm like, I did not mean to say that. Like, you know. I like to drove. I like to drove to the store. You know what I mean? And it's like, are you sure? We'll change that to drove. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, why? I hate having just, to tell my phone that I mean something. Like, I don't mind autocorrect. I just hate it when... I need autocorrect. Yeah, I just hate it when there's something specific and what they're suggesting is not even remotely what I'm trying to put out there. Right. right? But, yeah, I mean, I don't really think it's that big of a deal. I do agree with the frustration as far as, like... We go from like basically using a pencil, which is like super low bandwidth, mm-hmm. and then we get a computer and we get to use all ten of our fingers. That's and we're pretty, like, wow. That's extreme. We can like really Fly. make messages much faster. Right. And then now we're back to two fucking thumbs and we're going backwards <laughs> as far True. as our ability to be able to like make thoughts quickly. So then so. why don't you use like the voice to text feature? I actually did a good bit, um, maybe like a year to three years ago. Um, like particularly when I was in the car, um, I would like get a text, glance down, see it and then be like, talk into it, do all of my thing, period. And I also like this comma because of this period. Boom. Right. And then I would send it like that. But I don't know. I don't really do that as much anymore because I don't really text that often. That's smart. I don't text that much. Really? Not yeah, you're not really a texter. No. You calling people more often now? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just a I'm just a That's turtle. Like exactly I'm just a how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're speaking in person. No. No. Not at all. I don't talk to anybody ever. It's great. I'm just well, look, all Duty in Ray. My zone, dude. <laughs> once the first to five in Gwent, but Max, he has a question for you. He says, "I challenge you, Max mm-hmm. Scott, hello, to a blindfolded first to three in Tekken Seven. Only I will wear the blindfold. Do you accept? Oh yeah, my goodness, for sure, dude. That's absolutely bold. right. I'll play so him bold. in this gimmicky nonsense. I'll body him in it." All right, he's going to be like, oh, I had the blindfold on, like, blah, blah, nothing. I'll be like, all right, man, take it off, man. Give me the first to five on the sticks. he's blindfolded? Probably. <laughs> the guy does just spam mock punch <laughs> and snake's edge or whatever that stupid fucking move is with the sweep afterwards. So I, thought he I was really don't think say, you need to see the screen. I thought he was going to say, y'all both go random characters and y'all both go blindfolded. He could probably easily beat me unblindfolded with a random character, but... Really? Maybe. I don't know. I've been practicing a secret character, so hopefully oh, okay. that'll work out. So you got you to trick contained. up the sleeve as well. Yeah. I don't want to say too much about it because I'm not good with the character That's yet, but I really like very bold proclamation. I, would be, I wouldn't be happy. <laughs> with, <laughs> with what? <laughs> with. Somebody was like, I can beat you without looking. 
I'd be <laughs> like, come on, dude. He's just trying to get a rise out I of I mean, me. it's one thing if it's like Guitar Hero, right? Like, you memorize Guitar Hero, but it's like, That's I don't even care pattern, what you're doing. Over and over again. <laughs> that is how he plays Tekken, so I'm really not surprised. Like, he might as well not be looking at the <laughs> screen. I didn't think he was looking Tekken. at it to begin with, honestly. <laughs> so, I don't know if he thinks this is a threat, but oh, yes, I accept, Dooney. Okay. And then we'll play a legit first to five. And a first to ten or something. So Okay. Nice. Cool. Thanks. All man. right. Last question of the show comes from Dooney. He says, the Evo Sunday lineup was finalized today. And that's the day that we're recording. Street yeah. Fighter Five will be last, despite DBFZ having more entrance. And secondly, Guilty Gear will be first to go on Sunday, despite three other games having more entrance. Should this legacy and seniority policy remain intact in regards to the Sunday lineup? Why or why not? I like this question. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, and it's something to discuss and something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, f- like, when I say why Street Fighter should be the last game, I don't always mean that because it's like, has this legacy and it's so iconic. I actually always thought that there was some form of contractual obligation through the CPT tour because that's the most financially funded tour out of all of them. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that, the stakes are higher which also means that it should be like the, the, the last game, right? That's right. how I always felt, and that's how I thought. But I had never found it to be offensive to put a game that just to go buy entrance to put you, a game like you that. You thought up it was there. more of like a legal thing. Yeah, I really did. Um, as far as this goes, I, I, like, I don't think it's like you said before, it's not being beat by that much as far as Dragon Ball Fighter is concerned. And like I said, Earlier, too, I would like to see the amount of DQs that come out of that as well from people just the game gets announced. Evo was announced like right after that. Mm-hmm. And all these registrations came in all at once. Right. Yeah. So I doubt there's going to be that many people even showing up to play mm-hmm. DBFC fighters over Street Fighter. But there's also going to be DQs in every other game, too, as well. Um, as far as Guilty Gear, honestly, I was saying in the group chat before as well that I don't think that's even a great spot to be in. Yes, yeah, Saturday Saturday prime time is better yeah, than Sunday morning. I agree. I think that late night Saturday is a better spot than early Sunday. Right. Because I if I constantly miss those games. So I, I mean, GG always has like the worst luck with that kind of I'm stuff. All, every t- I always have to wake up at like 9.30 to watch it. Very true. But there is the prestige because it's like put into Sunday a different lineup. place, right? Like, and I don't know if they're both being at... I don't know if both Saturday and Sunday are at the Mandalay Bay or not. Because last time it was just Sunday. Just was Sunday was at the Bay, Mandalay right? Bay. I but I think they might have changed that. Really? I oh. think they're both of the mentally, but don't quote me. If that's the case, then like 100% Saturday's better. Yeah, but for sure. Yeah. If it's not, then there's something to consider as well. But that means that, what, does Blaze Blue Tag Battle have more entrance than Guilty Gear? Uh, Yeah, by a small margin, I think it was. And then Blaze Blue Tag Battle Injustice 2 has more? Injustice 2's got to be last. I don't know, man. I mean, Guilty Gear, nobody... Nobody's really playing that right signs now? Signs up for that game, like... You're either in Japan with like a massive community there or you're like a part of the small touring roadshow here in America. Is there any chance that you think that they would announce a new Guilty Gear pretty soon? No. Really? Hmm. I don't think a new Guilty Gear is coming like ever. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's crazy to me, man. I think that there's one on the horizon in my Maybe in like opinion. three or five years, dude. You think Arxis is too uh, too focused on other ventures? I think Arxis is fucking flowing with cash right now and ready to churn out whatever they want to keep themselves on top. But if you yeah, were flowing with cash, would you go back to Guilty Gear? I think you exactly. would kill your old there's game that, and, and there's also a new the one. fact that no matter how much money you have, you have a limited pool of developers. 
very true as well. And I don't know how the red your red team, I think, takes care of Dragon Ball Fighters. So that's yeah. a pretty big deal. I'll get my opinion out on this. Everybody acknowledging that I, I have absolutely no sort of like backing as to how how the tournament is organized and like like who are the people that are making the tournament what it is and 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 making these decisions. I would say that I think that paying homage to um, like the more uh, longer lasting games like Street Fighter is not a bad thing. I don't think that it should be the first and foremost consideration, uh, but I, I don't think it's bad. I, I think you should acknowledge like, oh, yo, this game has been around for a long time and it's very influential. Um, so, so acknowledging that and crediting it for that. I also don't think that it's a one-to-one causal or correlation between number of interest and overall interest or number of entrants into the, uh, you know, the, the, the fighting pool and how much people are actually going to care about watching certain games. Um, mm. So I think, I think you could have instances where just by, by certain whatever circumstances, you have people that are more confident in their ability to be able to get in there and get something done with Street Fighter as opposed to Dragon Ball Fighters. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's more uh, or less um, you know, actually something that people are going to want to watch and enjoy. Um, and then the last thing is just that, like, I don't know, I, 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 w- I just wouldn't want the people that were running the organization to just, like, be in the pockets or, like, have, you know, sort of conflicts of interest without, to be able to make decisions objectively and say, like, this is, without a doubt, should be the final game played, right? Like, you would hope that whoever is making these decisions has the ability to kind of like take in enough information and enough interest from from people that are going to be involved in it and say like this deserves to be the final game even if it's not the one that we've always done or whatever so right yeah I agree with that you feel the same way chase uh yeah I mean it's I think it's okay to pay tribute to legacy and to tradition um, and I think it's right to to think what hunter's thinking about allowing that legacy to to influence what the lineup is and entrance doesn't entrance doesn't equal interest i think that's a really interesting uh line i really like that so yeah honestly i'm just super excited for that weekend like it's it it gets to it's like it's like two things in one it's our super bowl and it's also (laughs) our entire lazy weekend of golf watching in a lot of ways yeah where at any point in time you can put on the fucking tv crack open a beer and and something someone's playing something so yeah i am just beyond myself excited for this weekend because i want to see you guys i want to sit in front of the tv i want to get hyped i want to drink eat good food have good conversations have a good time i can't wait yeah awesome that's what's most important. Yeah, Dooney. Who cares about the lineup? Why are you so caught up on that, Dooney? Jesus, First the stupid blindfold thing, and now this. <laughs> God. I've got no poise. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. That's everything. That's that's all the, the questions we're going to do today. Let me go ahead and tell you my thoughts on the Bar Hill Gin. Not as good as the No Let's, which is kind of a tough comparison because No Let's is one of the best gins out there. This gin is super agreeable. It's very easy to drink. The honey flavor makes it very uh, easy to enjoy as well, and the juniper isn't 
in your face strong. I just don't think this is a very complex gin. It's not a very bold gin. And so therefore it almost just seems like a good additive to a spirit and it wouldn't even or to a cocktail. And I don't even know if it, you would want this to be the main spirit in the drink. I, I feel like this would just be something to, to mix in there. So uh, not my favorite, but could be worse, could be better. No. Cool, man. What are your thoughts on this, on this, Pale ale, summer ale, seasonal from Brooklyn Brewery. I need the gesture. I need the the situation. Oh, dude. I mean, it's just tough when it comes to really light drinkable beers, right? Because there's only so much you can say yeah. about beers like this, right? The complexity isn't necessarily super high. Right. There's just not, you know, a lot of verbiage you can use. Yeah. That being said, it is simple. It is clean. It mm-hmm. is delicious in that sense. It is chuggable. Right. Yeah. That's cool. I think that it's exactly what this beer like wants itself to be, which is all you can really is, ask yeah, for. Which is, you know yeah, what I mean? I agree. Yeah. So this is like this is not a party beer. Right. Okay. But it is you and your buddy with a platonic relationship <laughs> going to the platonic. pool and you're like, yeah, we're two guys and we decided to go to the pool together today. <laughs> Who cares? Let me pick up a six pack of the Brooklyn Summer ale, right? Okay. Pool That's with your boys. Pool with your boy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, with your one, one boy. No, yeah, only one. Oh man. Um, <laughs> um, the platonic one. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it is. I've always had trouble reviewing beers like this. Um, and maybe that's why I always end up like leaning more towards negativity is because it's like hard for me to really draw on a lot of stuff with it. Um, it's not super. Um, it's not super bitter or, or, or hoppy. I think it's kind of like sprightly, right? And it's thin and easy to drink. Um, it, it, it characterizes itself from a, from a profile of like just the taste and mouth feel as more of like a Pilsner. So the way I would put my gesticulation is when you're like, you're like talking to somebody that you know and they're like, oh, have you met uh, like Todd Muff McGruff? And, they're no, like, and I'm like, no, I haven't met Todd Muff McGruff. And they're like, oh, dude, that guy is a boss. Yeah. Like, let me, let me go. He's over there, actually. Let me right. go introduce you to him. And you're like, okay, this guy's going to be cool. super dope. Right. You hear a lot about this guy, actually. And yeah. you, you know a good bit about him. You know he comes from a good background. And he's right. funny and all these Donates things. Donates to charity. But then like, you're like, oh, hey, Todd, what's up? I'm Hunter. And then you shake his hand, and it's just kind of dead fish. And Uh-oh. it's not completely dead fish, but you're like, that was an unimpressive handshake. Like, right. how can I look at this guy the same? Yeah, because no, you no. came in with a little bit of excitement, and he gave you a little bit in the opposite direction. Right. And nothing against the guy. You know he's a great guy. If you had just met him outside of the expectations, yeah, if you, you might not have given him a notice. high five or a pound, right? Maybe? Yeah, for sure. But th- this one moment changed your entire inflection on how, how to view this guy. That's fair. <laughs> Right on. All right. Well, uh, let's get the plugs out of the way. Witty Banter is on the iPod. The, the is Apple on the podcast, podcast app? app for the Apple. Podcast app. <laughs> Search Witty Banter. Hit subscribe. All the episodes show up every week. Uh, I think we're on Stitcher, and we're gonna be trying to make in move. Try to make moves towards getting on Spotify. I know Hunter's really, really wanting that to happen. Um, we should do that. So follow us there. Go to wittybantershow.com to download the episodes if you want to listen to on desktop as well. And then you can follow the show on Twitter. It's at wittybantershow. I am at Bodacious Chase, and Max is at probably Max. And then Hunter has a YouTube channel 
called Crypto underscore Diesel, where he gives you more in-depth analysis on cryptocurrencies. Um, So if you liked what we talked about here for a short while, go check out that YouTube channel. Boys, uh, you know, I I think there's going to be some... Uh, some different scheduling stuff we'll have to do for next Monday, but pretty sure the next time we podcast together, it's going to be in person. And uh, here we are. It's been like five months in the making, dude. I can't believe it's finally here. Yeah. Oh man, I cannot wait. Yeah, for yeah, the been, coming week. We've been weekend. talking about it a lot, so yeah, it'll be it'll be nice yeah. to actually get it get it get into it. Absolutely. Yeah, just just don't blow it. Just don't <laughs> make sure it's a good. It's all on you guys. Make sure to entertain me while I'm there. I don't want to be bored. What are you doing? What? <laughs> all right, you guys. Thank you for uh, stopping by. Goodbye. Bit up, bit up, bit up.